Hey, welcome to the Stephanie Stevens Show, where I help you discover the power of communication and the keys that unlock the doors to freedom in every area of your life. Well, hello, my dear sweet friend. I am so glad to be spending a few minutes of your day with you. Thank you very, very much for listening. Thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for allowing me to touch a little portion of your day on a regular basis. I'm so grateful that you and I are connected. Speaking of being connected, I'd like to offer you an email address. If you'd like to reach out to me for references or resources on any of the subjects I have chatted with you about, please feel free to email me at Stephanie Stevens show at gmail.com. Stephanie Stevens show at gmail.com. Happy to connect with you. All right, onward we go now to episode number three of our three part series Feedback the Double Edged Sword. So, in the first episode in this series, we talked about that filter by which we either receive or give feedback through, and how important and imperative it is to be in the proper state of mind when we're both giving and receiving feedback. Part two, we talked about the role that the ego plays, the ego and what the ego does. What does it want to do? How is it showing up? And how can you supersede what it wants to do in order to get you where you really want to go? That was a fun one. Okay, today we are talking about the important questions that you will want to ask when preparing to either give feedback or receive feedback. Now, let's talk about specifically receiving feedback first. These are going to be true for both, okay, for both receiving and giving feedback. And remember, feedback is categorized as constructive criticism. We don't say constructive criticism anymore because people don't like the word criticism. I don't even really like it. So it's kind of antiquated. So we've kind of moved on away from constructive criticism. And now we just like to call it feedback, okay? So What are some of the questions we are going to want to ask ourselves when somebody says, hey, can I offer you some feedback? Or hey, can I talk to you about something that's been bothering me? Or hey, can I make you aware of something that I've really noticed? Or however this invitation to receive feedback is going to show up for you. Question number one, after you have checked your filter, after you have checked your ego, and you're ready to have this conversation, question number one is, is there any truth in what they're saying? Is there any truth in what they're saying? Putting that ego off to the side, not needing to protect or defend anything, just standing there as the objective observer, is there any truth in what they're saying? Okay, that's going to be question number one. And friend, it's possible there is no truth in what they're saying. That is, that's one of the possibilities, okay? If there's somebody who likes to provide, quote, feedback, otherwise known as criticism all the time, you're probably going to want to chew the hay and spit out the stubble if that's possible with this person, because uh, some people just like to provide feedback because it makes them feel important. They like to criticize things because they really don't know what else to talk about. And they think that criticism is a form of connection or a connection point for discussion. Oh, it is going to be possible that there isn't any truth in it, in which case you simply say, huh, interesting, curious observation. I haven't heard that before, but thanks. Okay. (laughs) If there is a little bit of truth in it and you can see that, then you know that there is an opportunity for growth. There may be a blind spot and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly fine. That is one of the steps of growth. 
So having a blind spot brought to our attention and having somebody actually mention it or highlight it or take that blinder off allows us to see. And that means we get the opportunity now, if we want to, to change it or shape it into something different. Question number two, have I heard this before? Is this a reoccurring theme? In other words, is this the only person that's ever said this to me or has someone else or have other people brought this issue to my attention before? For example, I know someone who is a notorious, notorious interrupter. It's the worst habit. Well, it's not the worst, but it's a bad one. <laughs> there are worse habits. This is pretty bad though. If you want to be a communicator and a leader, you cannot also be a chronic interrupter. They don't go together in the same box because it means you're not listening. It means you're bulldozing. And it means that you are not open to actual dialogue or conversation. It simply means that you have an agenda, your agenda is set, and you don't really care what anybody else says. So if somebody has brought something like that to your attention before, such as something like, you know, you tend to interrupt a lot, or I'm having trouble getting a word in edgewise here, or can I finish? If you are hearing these things from more than one person, my friend, this is an area for you to examine. And again, it's okay. It's the opportunity that wants to bring itself to you to create a teeny shift, a little bit of change so that you can grow and expand and truly be an effective, efficient communicator. So if what they've brought to you is something you can admit that you've actually heard before, that's a really, really good sign. You know why? Because it means you are ready to change it. It means you are ready to take responsibility for it and shift the trajectory a little bit and do something a little different. And that is fantastic. It means you're growing and expanding. All right, question number three. Is there room for growth in anything that they've brought to me in this form of feedback? Is there any room for growth? So let's go back to using the example of interrupting. If more than one person has brought that to your attention, then the next question you're asking yourself is, where is the opportunity for me to grow here? I'm hearing now for the second time or the third time or the 10th time or the 100th time that I have a tendency to interrupt. What does that say about where I'm at in my headspace or emotionally when I'm having a dialogue? Here are a couple of possibilities. It could mean you're not listening. It could mean that you have an opportunity now to practice the 90-10 rule. Remember that fantastic 90-10 rule wherein you listen 90% of the time and you do what the other 10%? You remember what it is? It's not talk. It's ask questions. So if you've been brought this feedback, that indicates that maybe somebody doesn't feel as though they're being heard when they chat with you, or they feel like they're being interrupted, or they don't feel like they're being understood, or they don't feel like they're getting an opportunity to explore their creativity, whatever the case may be. I'm just pulling things out of the air here. If you're taking it through these three questions, is there any truth in this? Okay, possibly. If there's any truth in this, have I heard this before? If the answer is yes, you are moving now to this third question, and it's a beautiful one. Where is the opportunity for growth for me here? 
Interrupting, let's take that for an example, means I'm not listening. It means I have an agenda in my head and I am not prepared to have a dialogue or a conversation. I am only prepared to have a monologue. And that is disrespectful and discourteous to the person who is spending their time trying to have a communication or a dialogue with me. So out of respect for myself and out of respect for others, I am going to step back and I'm going to practice listening, level one listening, where I'm actually hearing what they say so that I can process, maybe even repeat back, do a little reflective listening. Like I'm hearing you say such and such. Do I have that right? Let them respond. And now suddenly you're engaged in a dialogue and a communication that is respectful. There's a level playing field because you're making it clear that you want them to be heard and you really truly want to understand what it is that they're saying. And chances are, whatever the issue was that you were trying to discuss in the first place, you're going to come to the table on that level playing field much easier and much more amicably if you step into the space prepared to truly listen. So that would be just one of many examples of how you could take a piece of feedback and really run it through these three questions to make sure that this turns out to be an opportunity for growth for you, not an opportunity for offense or defensiveness or anger or frustration or strife in a relationship, but rather pure growth opportunity for you. Now, these same three questions apply when you're giving feedback. When we're going to give feedback, we would want to ask first, is what I'm about to offer this person true? Do I know it's true? Is it something that I'm perceiving or do I have evidence that this thing is really true and it's an issue and I do need to bring it to them? So that would be the first question. The second is, have I experienced this with them on more than one occasion? Have you experienced it with them before to the degree that you really do think that out of kindness, respect, and love for them, it is worth bringing to their attention? And then number three, is there an opportunity for growth for the relationship if I bring this to them, if I bring this piece of feedback to their attention? Can we mutually grow here? Can I offer this feedback to them? And then can I say, hey, you know what? I'd really like to hear from you. Is there anything I can do too? whatever it is, listen better, communicate more efficiently with you, help work through this particular issue that I know you need support with, whatever the case may be. Do you see that this can turn into what originally could look like a conflict? It can turn into what looks like a beautiful dance. If we're approaching it right, we're in the right mindset, and we're willing to just step outside of ourselves in a place of receptivity. Why? because we want to grow. It's not even as much about the other person as it is about you and your opportunity to now expand, excel, grow, become an even stronger leader than you were five minutes ago. And that's the goal. And of course, I am with you arm in arm in it. Much love to you, my friend. And as always, I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to The Stephanie Stevens Show. Please remember to subscribe so we can stay connected and you never miss an episode of the podcast. Oh, and if you haven't left a rating yet, please be sure to do so. It helps incredible people like you find the podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.